I'm Ed Pierce. I don't give a damn about sports, but my two co-hosts love them, and every week they try to convince me to care about sports just a little bit. From Epic Deer Studios, this is Two on One. And here are my two sports-loving co-hosts, broadcasting from the loudest Starbucks in the mountain time zone. It's Vinny Conway. Hello, Vinny. Hello. (laughs) Hello. How are you doing? And there's about five inches of snow on the ground. It's a balmy 25 degrees in Denver, Colorado right now. All right. Well, there's five inches of rain here in Chicago, so I guess it all evens out. (laughs) And from points east, (laughs) our our other co-host, Kathleen Quinn. Hey, hey, Ed, what do you say? Baseball had Jackie Robinson Day. (laughs) Woo! What's going on? Um, nothing. <laughs> so today is, uh, today is Ed, a- I got nothing for that? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, what? No, that was very nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> Today's April 18th. You guys know the score. You, uh, I don't care about sports. You each tell me a little something about sports to try to convince me to give you some points. You, uh, and then I award a prize, uh, rather arbitrarily at the end to whoever convinces me to care at all, if at all. And today you're, you're playing for some um, slightly water-damaged <laughs> flip-flops that I pulled out of the basement. Yeah, sorry, pass. I flip-flop. have about 12 of those now. <laughs> I was going to say, flip-flops. You can totally tell I'm from the western part of the United States. I wear flip-flops day in and day out, so that'll actually help me out a ton, even if they are worn out. Well, no, they're not worn out. They're uh, a little a little waterlogged. You might want to bleach them first. Hey, I don't care. As long as I get that, as long as I get the tan... And it's going to be 90 degrees here soon, not really by looking outside in the snow, but it's going to get warm soon. The (laughs) all-important toe tan. (laughs) Right, right, the foot tan. Yeah, my dad used to call that, he used to call it a Tiva tan because... The oh, Tiva, yeah. the Tiva is at, um, the brand of some of those uh, sandals. And when we would be at the lake, you know, uh, out on the boat or hiking, and because when we're out at the on the on, at the Lake Powell, all we do is wear sandals because you know you can swim with them, hike with them, walk with them, and what have you. And if anyone from Tiva wants to contact me for sponsorship opportunities on our show, yeah, let's go. Come on, Tiva, reach me at. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Two and one I'll at epicdeer.com. I, okay. I would submit you can cook in them too. I mean, you wear them when you cook. You know. Absolutely. All right, let's um, let's start. Uh, Kathleen, would you like to start this week to uh, to convince me to care about sports? Yeah, you know, Ed, I would love to start. Um, you. you know, when when not doing this podcast, I work as a as a storyteller. I, I work as a producer and a director. Oh, you're not you're not one of those people like who goes to libraries with a, an acoustic guitar. <laughs> like Phoebe on Friends. Yes, who gathers children around. No, okay. oh no, but I, I, I see maybe uh, some moonlighting in my future. Um, and, and I have to tell you, there's so many stories this week I found that were, oh, were just so, so striking. You know, there was this viral video that's been, you know, everywhere, obviously, about the Nebraska football team having seven-year-old Jack Hoffman on the field to score a touchdown mm. on the final play of their annual spring game. The, the backstory is Jack, as a five-year-old, was found to have brain cancer and against the odds has, has survived this tumor and, and at least one very high-risk surgery. Mm. And 
There's 60,000 people at the game. The team decides they're going to have Jack, who's been a big fan. He's been around the Nebraska football team, come out for the final play, hand him the ball, and, and, and sort of, you know, block. And I use that in air quotes. And he runs 69 yards into the end zone. Everyone cheers. The team puts Jack up on their shoulders and they carry him around the field. Aww. And just just when you think that's sort of the only amazing, heartwarming, poignant story out there, mm-hmm. then there's the Boston Marathon. Mm-hmm. And after the yeah. bomb explosions, you know, there are reports of runners who crossed the finish line and they kept running to Massachusetts General Hospital to give blood. And mm-hmm. other runners took off their shirts to make tourniquets for, for people who were bleeding. There's the, there's the now famous photo of the guy in the cowboy hat helping someone who's being transported in a wheelchair. And, and the guy in the cowboy hat, Carlos Arredondo, news reports say that he was handing out flags at the Boston Marathon in memory of both of his sons. Right. Because one of his sons, Alexander, had died in Iraq in 2004 and his other son later committed suicide. And so clearly this is a really shattered family. Mm-hmm. But Carlos is handing out American flags. When the bombs go off, he grabs any material he can to, to wrap around people who are bleeding. You know, somebody's sweater, a shirt, one of the flags. And then to me, it's sort of, I guess the, the final piece is about a storyteller, Pat Summerall. Who died this week? Mm, he was a that former. Was so sad, isn't it? He's, he was a former NFL player, and he was an announcer, and he did a lot of different sporting events. He did tennis, he did golf, but he was really known for his NFL work. But unlike former players, or a lot of former players, Summerall did the play-by-play. He mm-hmm. didn't do the analysis or the commentary. You know, he he's maybe best known for his work with John Madden. Mm-hmm. So as loquacious as Madden was, is as sparing and understated as Summerall was. I mean, this is a guy who was not afraid of silence. And that's really, really rare in broadcasting these days. Oh, yeah. You know? And we all know that. You know, sometimes Summerall said so few words, he didn't even use a verb. (laughs) <laughs> but you knew exactly no, what he meant. So here's, here's a perfect example that I read in the New York Times this morning of a call that he made to Jefferson from Favre, first down. <laughs> How great is that? I defy you to find a verb in those three fragments. They're fragments. They're not even sentences. <laughs> so as a storyteller, I'm in, I'm really in awe of all th- those stories that captured my attention this week and of an amazing storyteller who didn't even need a verb. Pat Summerall. You know, um, I, I remember feeling sorry for Pat Summerall because he was the uh, spokesperson for True Value Hardware uh, for a while. That's right. I forgot about that. But then later, uh, Madden either replaced him as the spokesperson for True Value or he became a spokesperson for Ace Hardware. Ace. He did Ace. He did Ace. Which, that's a low blow, if you ask me. (laughs) That's a low advertising blow. (laughs) 
<laughs> Besides, what was wrong? You remember when, um, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Connie uh, Stevens used to be the spokesperson for Ace Hardware? It's, that's when she sang the song, right? Yes. Right. What's wrong Ace with that? The helpful hot <laughs> Oh, well. Well, I really have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> didn't um didn't Pat Summerall also, if I remember right, didn't he cover tennis? Uh, yeah, tennis. And yes, golf. yeah, he tennis covered the. Were you, um, were you not listening when I said that, Ed? I'm no, sorry. I had tuned out by then. <laughs> <laughs> the noise at Starbucks covered it right. up. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's so ruckus here. It's just that, you know you can barely hear yourself think or breathe. No, but you're right. He covered the U.S. Open tennis for um for yes. years as well as the uh, the Masters golf tournament and yeah. um, I'll have to share I'm, I'll just have to share a real quick story I, I actually met Pat Summerall when I was working in Sioux Falls um, when I was a reporter there for uh, in 2003 they'd hold like an event during the summer in Sioux Falls a little golf tournament and they would invite uh, several sports figures celebrities to come visit and that year Pat Summerall was one Dennis Green the former coach of the Minnesota Vikings was another and I remember he was telling us, you know, the only bit job I have about against Pat Summerall was he was, he was an alcoholic. And that was something that really was a demon that he couldn't exercise mm-hmm. in his, um, you know, in his younger life. But as time went on, he got, you know, he went to rehab and he got better. He got the AA, but he shared a story about one time when he was at the U S open and it was one of the most epic U S opens where there was just fabulous tennis, you know, the tennis was just long sets. One of the tie-breaking sets was like 25-22. It was just such a real high-scoring t- one. And he was telling us how he, you know, when you're a broadcaster, you got to drink a lot of water to preserve your voice. And he kept saying how he couldn't, it was so tough because he couldn't find breaks to use the bathroom because the tennis was going so long. <laughs> And he had us all in stitches. And I said, and it was just funny. And, go, and I remember just laughing. And, and I remember actually saying something to him. I said, Mr. Summerall, how did you, couldn't you go during the advertisement? And he said, well, as badly as I had to go, Vin, I couldn't do that in 30 seconds. <laughs> he actually said, Vincent, he actually you know, referred to me by my name. And oh, I just, and I remember just walking up and shaking his hand and just telling him how much I admired him and how much he was such an inspiration. And one of the reasons why I wanted to get into broadcasting and why I wanted to be a play-by-play man for, for years is since I was a child. So when I read that, I, um, I, I'm not going to say I got a little emotional. I'm not going to lie when I found out that someone passed away. So, you know, it, it's interesting. What, what? How did you? How did you describe it, Vinny? When you said the one, the one something about Pat Summerall is he was an alcoholic. Um, what, what? What? Did you say hit or? I'm just trying yes, to. I'm what down was it? Side. The the other the other side of that is that. When I mean, some very high-profile people staged yeah. an intervention with right. him, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, really, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, essentially, you know, the the you, you always hear you know rehab is twenty-eight days, you know, and he he went to Betty Ford, and that's right. he said they kept me, I think, thirty-three, hmm. and he said because the first five days, I was so angry, I didn't get anything done. Hmm. I was so angry, and hmm. he became one of the one of the sort of the best ambassadors for Betty Ford in terms yeah. of helping other people who had a 
um, who had a problem with drinking to uh, to sort of get there, to admit that there was a problem and to do something about it. And so right. there's something, if, if, that, if that is one of his, uh, if that's one of his legacies to be known as someone who suffered from alcoholism, um, I hope people also remember the other part of his legacy, which is that he helped other people um, uh, deal, with, deal with that problem in their lives. You know, he, he got a liver transplant. That's right. Um, from, from a 13-year-old kid, if I'm not mistaken. That, that's exactly right. A kid who died. In, and he, he essentially said, I feel like I've got to live well for two people now. Mm. I still remember the last game that he, him and John Madden called. It was one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen in my life. It was the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. Right. And, I ne- I never, I, I, and ironically, you know, with the, it's ironic because, you know, you have the uh, – the bombings of the Boston Marathon on Monday, and that Super Bowl was the Super Bowl two months, excuse me, uh, um, four months after 9-11. Right. So, yeah. Um, very emotional. Uh, yeah, and, and Boston lost that one to the Rams, right? No, Patriots won. Patriots, Patriots won. won. Yeah, that was, uh, that, was the Tom, that, was, that was when Tom Brady became... Oh, that was one with Drew Bledsoe. He... he Right, mm-hmm. he was. Yeah, he was Bledsoe a reserve, was and then okay. Yep. Yep. And right. Brady uh, led them to a to a championship, and that was the, the Tuck Rule game against the Raiders, that has now been gotten rid of by the NFL as of February, and uh, yeah, and that was a year when Rams. Everybody thought they were going to obliterate the Patriots, and it was anything but. And I still blame the coaching on that, Mike Martz, and the coaching <laughs> and, the, and the play okay. calling for the Rams. Okay, that okay, year. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, right. Ed's saying, "Let it go." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Twelve years later, I don't think we need to talk about that <laughs> okay. Super Bowl. The Seahawks are my team. The Rams and Patriots, I could give two hoots about. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Kathleen. You're welcome, Ed. Now let's move on to Starbucks' own <laughs> Vinny Conway. Vinny, uh, how, what are you going to tell me to convince me to care about sports? I was going to talk about the NBA playoffs because they begin this week. Ah. But the one thing I wanted to bring up, though, building on what Kathleen said that I saw last night that I think that you know might take precedence over the NBA playoffs because we got four months of basketball <laughs> yeah, ahead. Uh, but I don't know if you watched the news last night, but a good example was the... I don't care if you, I don't know if you guys what, caught the video of the Boston Bruins game, Boston Bruins Buffalo Sabres game. Before. It's brilliant. That, that was wasn't that one of the that was some of the greatest. That video was just not only touching, but inspiring, and just it really I got goosebumps and butterflies just watching that video. And for all the people who didn't see it, Ed, since you don't care right. about sports, well, you probably I didn't, didn't, no, see, I didn't it. see it. Um, no, what happened was is it was the first professional sports event held in Boston following the uh, the tragic uh, bombings the bombings on Monday at the Boston Marathon and what happened was is they you know and, and at TD Bank North Garden TD Garden rather what they do is they, they bring down the lights and they put a bunch of LEDs during the national anthem and what they did was I don't can't remember the gentleman's name who was singing the national anthem, but what he did was he walked down the ice and started singing the national anthem, and he went for the very like the first part of the uh, the, the song, 
but then he slowly started to stop singing and then he completely stopped singing and he completely stopped singing and he just held the mic out and he let the entire arena all 19,000 or however many the capacity crowd of how many people the TD Garden holds he let the entire sold out crowd sing the national anthem word for word he stopped I think right after like the first part of the, uh, yeah. the song and 15 the whole, seconds in exactly thank you 15 seconds in the entire um, garden started singing it and it, you heard cheers you heard um, the song and it was just that and it reminded me a lot of New York when um, when Derek Jeter hit that home run. I think it was game uh, I think it was game five of the World Series that year when Derek Jeter hit that late inning home run that won game five for the Yankees, where the whole place just went nuts. Now, mind you, again, that was two months after 9-11. It wasn't a couple of days. It wasn't a couple of days. It was just two months after 9-11. Yeah. But just seeing the electricity in the stadium and seeing that how this baseball team brought the city together and the city rallied around this baseball team and that was their hope that was their pride and joy that was their one glimmer of positiveness and optimism in the wake of such a terrible tragedy and just seeing the electricity in the stadium just made me I kind of had the same feeling I did last night I'm not saying that because I'm a diehard Yankees fan I'm just saying that because that was just me as a citizen of the United States of America Mm. and after watching that last night in Boston it just it was it was very heartwarming and just seeing the crowd the nuts and the players even the players were just like they had their game face on but they were smiling too because they knew that they that now Boston's going to be rallying around them later and that basically says you know no matter how bad you sports brings us together and no matter how hard you try the country of the United States of America we are a tight knit group no matter how hard you try and break us it's not going to happen and sports is what brings this community together. And again, something positive in the wake of something so tragic gives us that glimmer of hope. So, and I think I just there was some beautiful, Vinny, some beautiful um, tributes this week. The Chicago Tribune dedicated its entire the um, the entire sports page, front page of sports to Boston. Yeah. At Yankee Stadium. That's right. Uh, and, and, and to put it mildly, the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees have a pitched rivalry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a very long history of not liking each other. And mm-hmm. um, the seventh inning stretch at. I'm it was sorry. In the fourth God. inning. No, no, no. Talking no, about I, Sweet Carol, right? Yeah, no, I thought it was the seventh inning they do that. Am I wrong? No, no. They- well, they do, no, yeah, you are. They do um, in Boston. What they do is they sing "Sweet Caroline" after the fourth inning. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it? It's okay. Seven, it's after the fourth okay. inning, I think. Okay, so so the Red Sox play "Sweet Caroline" in between, uh, in the middle of the fourth inning, at every home game hmm. at Fenway Park. And the other night, the Yankees played "Sweet Caroline." Hmm. That was awesome. In the middle of the fourth inning. Uh, I think it, it's essentially there are many things that are bigger than sports. Much as I love sports, there are many, many things that are bigger oh. and more important than. And you know, sports. and you but, know, they also. Oh, go ahead, but go ahead. sports can they they can unite us and they can 
be uh, they can be a distraction. They can be cathartic. It can right. be even even be a bit therapeutic. That was very classy. That was a very classy move by the city of New York and the Yankees in general. So, yeah. But what I was originally going to say, I'll just keep it brief. The NBA playoffs start tonight, and even though, oh, excuse me, this weekend, and even though they might not be, you know, especially that first round, even though that first round might not be, uh, you know, usually there aren't that many good matchups in the first round, but the Western Conference right now is about as wide open as the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. It's true. It's absolutely true. It's true. And I know, and building on what you said, what we talked about when the NCAA tournament came up, um, Ed, Yeah. I know on Thursday and Friday of that first, excuse me, the second round of the NCAA, second and third round of the NCAA tournament, every time you turn on the TV, there's a game on, no matter what time of day. Well, now it's kind of the same, except they're not during the day, it's during the nighttime. So from here, from now until June 2nd, I think it is, or June 7th, when I think the Game 7 of the NBA Finals is supposed to be played, you're going to have a game on every single night. And what? June, what? That's six weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, it's four Ed, Ed it's four. I'm, I'm feeling like a parent. We've talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> have you been listening you just tune me out, young man. <laughs> do, we have, do we have to put you in timeout? <laughs> Six weeks of playoffs? Is that what, is that what you're saying? Yes, oh, yeah, sir. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but what's so cool is each team, though, in, in, every game is do or die. I mean, every game ha- has so much writing on every possession. And... For a basketball fan, this is just heaven because no matter for, – for the next six is weeks – Is that true? Is it one a one and you're out? Is that what you're saying? No, no. no. And that's what the beauty of the NBA playoffs is. It's not one and done. It's not survive and advance. You have – the better team wins. I'm sorry, but the better team wins. It's none of this like, okay, you have one bad game and you're toast. No. If you have one bad game, you got three others. You got three more to correct and to make adjustments, which makes it even more. And it's interesting to watch and see what kind of adjustments they make to each team, which kind of adjustments each team makes to each other. Now, granted, first round of the playoffs this year, Miami, Milwaukee, it's going to be a cakewalk. The Heat are going to throttle the Bucks. But in the Western Conference, it is so wide open. The Lakers are starting to play well and come together, and they are playing um, the Spurs, who, mind you, the Spurs are won three or four against the Lakers, but each game was decided by three points or less. Mm-hmm. The Denver Nuggets have set a record for a franchise record for wins in a season. They've been around since I think the late 70s, early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. They've lost three games, three total games at home. So if you have a home court advantage in Denver, if the Nuggets have a home court advantage, you're you better find a way to win. Who knows if they are because they won 38 of 41 home games this year. <laughs> so are, wait, wait, do they start? When do they start? When does this start? They start Saturday. As a matter of fact, my uh, cousin's going to the game one Nuggets and Warriors on, uh, on Saturday. Invited me That'll to join be fun. him. That'll fun. If I'm, if, if I'm going to watch one first round game, one game, mm-hmm. what one should I watch? One first round game. Well, game or series? Whatever, what I was, I don't want a series. I, I, I really, really? Uh, game. I don't know. I was going to say you would watch a series. 
No, I would watch a game and then I would and then I would determine if it's watch worth watching another eight games. You know, between those two. <laughs> you know, it's a tough one. You, you and I, you know, I think is going to be really an interesting game, an interesting series. Is I really think it's going to be the Lakers and the Spurs. I know the Lakers are banged up. I know yeah, they got. Hey, hey, I thought it was a first round series we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this first round. First round. Yeah, that is, is first round. Lakers and Spurs. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. right. I mean, you know what? I'm not used to that matchup because the Lakers are like this eight, eight or seven seed. Right? Yeah, there's there's seven seat. There's seven right. seat. I checked on the on the web tonight. There's seven seat. I can yeah. double check right here in front of me on my tablet. Let me check. <laughs> the Spurs. Who? Where are the Spurs? Where are the Spurs? San Antonio. San Antonio. Okay. Hold on. Let me get it. Now, why oh, should I care about this matchup? Why should I the, devote time watching these games? The telling you the reason why I think you should watch this is because my valuable valuable time. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you, I, you've I, taken the words out of my mouth, Ed. So yeah. thank you. There's so many good matchups in the Western Conference. I mean, the Clippers and the Grizzlies are are they have the identical records. They're four and five. Um, they're the Clippers though. I think have the edge because each game that they've played the Grizzlies, they've hammered them and haven't been close. I would say if you want to pick one series to watch, I would watch the Lakers and the Spurs. Why? I know it's a two-seven matchup. I know it's a two-seven matchup. However. The Lakers are red hot. They're won eight of ten going into the going into the playoffs right now. The Spurs are not. They've lost seven of ten. That's number one. Number two, two. They've met three times this year. Three times this year. The Spurs won two. The Lakers won one. And I'm I'm looking at my tablet and off the top of my head, all three games were decided by a total of let's see two plus three plus five. Ten. All three games were decided by a total of ten points. <laughs> and that is when the Lakers were garbage. They met in January and November. And where the Lakers were not playing very well. And they were going through a coaching change. So you're saying I should watch it because it will be close? I'm thinking it's going to be... I think, yes, it's going to be close. B, the games are going to be very exciting. They're going to come down to, a, to, a, to the final possessions, the final minutes. And number three... No one's really giving the Lakers credit right now because the Lakers have been such a soap opera all year long with the injuries, with the old guys getting done putting together all of these guys who are in the twilight of their careers and they're past their prime. Um, the, the the hiring of Mike D'Antoni, who has has a controversial style coaching, basically where he wants he doesn't play defense. All he wants to do is yeah. score, 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 score. <laughs> but you here, know. here's the one thing you're. Um, I think that. Uh, is is missing in this is Kobe Bryant. Yes. Oh, he's injured. I he's out. Mm-hmm. He's out for. He was injured last week, and he is out for six, maybe nine months. Nine months. So, yep. So you know. Wait, what happened not, to him? What? What happened? He he um he tore his uh he tore Achilles. tendon his Achilles heel. Achilles heel. Achilles tendon. And I, yeah. this is probably a silly question. He plays for the Lakers, is that right? Yes, he okay. does. Yeah. So they're playing without their right. best player who, right. you know, is that that's that's not a small that's not a small thing. Right. Uh, now, and, I will I will say that, you know, the Lakers have won their last couple of games without him. So, right. you know, there there is something to be said for, huh, maybe uh, maybe we have to work hard like Kobe said we did. We can't right. rely on him any longer. So, 
But, Who knows? I mean, these guys can rally around. I know in the NBA, if you miss one guy, you're, you, it can mean that it, you're pretty much you're, you're, you're toast. You can, you can lose real easily. But the thing is, is they've got some, such a good veteran presence that I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout that people think it's going to be. I really yeah. think the Lakers are starting to come together, even though, and this injury, I think, has rallied the Lakers up. Okay. Ed, I'm going to, um, because Vinny's in a noisy Starbucks in Denver right now, I'm going to say Denver Golden State would be the, um, would be the game or a game or a series to, uh, to watch. Denver already made the, um, sorry, Vinny already made the case for Denver. Um, the case for Golden State is um, Stephen Curry. I think yes. we've talked about him before. Yes. He set a new NBA record for a number of three-pointers um, made this season. And um, uh, I think that it would be a major step forward for that franchise to beat Denver. I think Denver is is likely going to win, and they may win going away. But um, I think it's a, it's a good... It's a good series to or game to see and um, to maybe see a team uh, of the future in Golden State. Hmm. Okay, and where where is Golden State? Uh, what t- <laughs> what city are they in? The Bay Area, San Francisco. <laughs> Okay. Young man, are you listening to me? I, you just, you know, I like well, I, I assumed it was California. I just didn't know what. I know. I'm the just city. I'm, I'm just enjoying hmm. the. Maybe I met your mom. Am I not channeling her? Am I, am I doing a good job channeling her? Not channeling her? I don't know. I have a question for you. How many professional basketball teams are there in the state of California? There are um, three. Three. There are four, I think. Four, you're right, four, four. I'm going to say the Clippers of the Bay Area, um, the Kings of Sacramento, right. the Lakers right. of Los Angeles, um, the Warriors. and the Warriors. No, right. oh no, we got five then. No, 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 there are four. We got four. The Clippers, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Kings. Sorry. And the, Golden State. No, it's the Golden State Warriors, oh. which is north. <laughs> And the um, Clippers are south by Los Angeles. Wait a minute. They're the Golden State Warriors? Yeah. So they have two names, basically. Oh, because they don't... Oh, I see. Golden State like takes yeah. the place of Los Angeles. Yeah. San Francisco. Oh, They're based they in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, but they don't call themselves the San Francisco Warriors. No, no, no. no. They've never see. gone by that. They've been around a long time. Okay. They've been around since the... Yeah, at least since the 70s. Now, where's the Clippers? LA. Los Angeles. Right. So, okay, you've got the two Lakers and Clippers, Golden State, and what was the what was the fourth? The Kings, Sacramento. Okay, so there are four. Yeah, there are four. And do you are they? Is that the state with the most professional basketball teams? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I believe that it is. Yes. I think yes. so. As I do, I guess there's two in New York, the yeah. Nets and the Knicks. So the Knickerbockers, rather. Well, based on that, I have to then I have to award uh, points to myself. <laughs> and this weekend, this week, I'm going to keep the prize because even I, even I, don't want to send these things to you guys. These, oh. these, uh, they're they've been through a flood. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll send them to Vinny then. Just please buy some Clorox, uh, you know, before you put them on at Lake Powell. What, am I going to get like athlete's foot or something? <laughs> Uh, it'd be know. worse than that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. 
<laughs> well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for the great show. I really appreciate all of the information. I knew I threw a lot at you there. <laughs> so thanks for coming up with those stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks, you too. And thank you uh, to our listeners uh, for listening. If, they, if, if, you, if you guys have, if, if you, Vinny and Kathleen, have any comments about the show, <laughs> please feel free to email uh, me at two-on-one at epicdeer.com. Uh, you can also leave a comment at our website, which is epicdeer.com slash two-on-one. Vinny. Uh, uh, so, so, so yes. who won? Nope, you won? Uh, no, Ed, Ed declared himself I declared the winner. myself oh, the winner. Oh, jeez. No. Vinny, I have a question. How many Ed Pierces do you think live in Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to guess because I'm probably going to be way off. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, <laughs> uh, so please uh, follow us and like us at those locations. And if you do like the show, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Uh, a few people have done it, and that's awesome. We really appreciate it. I know it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, it's not hard. It's not like di- you know, digging a ditch or anything, but it's complicated. <laughs> they don't make it an easy process. There are 13 people in Illinois named Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, thanks, everyone, who has many. done it, and I encourage everyone to do it. So, uh, and thank you, Vinny and Kathleen. Great talking to you this week. All right, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, Mrs. Pierce. (laughs) He's out. (laughs) 